welcome, big spenders and world travelers, to episode 204 of the Nerd Extravaganza podcast, where we're well-traveled and seldom spend extravagantly on gadgets. I'm Tom. I'm Brian. And tonight we're going to do sort of a two-segment episode. The first segment centers, of course, on the PlayStation VR peripheral add-on experience enhancer whatever you want to call it. And the second segment focuses on Eurogaming as Cam is in Europe. But before we get to tonight's show, I will remind you that no matter where you are in this reality or virtual reality, Europe or the US or China or really anywhere, we highly encourage you to subscribe to us and like us and rate us favorably on iTunes. It's very important. Before we even get into tonight's episode, we should kick things off in our usual fashion with our weekly geekly, geekly weekly update. And Brian, why don't you go first before I bork this up anymore? I I have a pretty exciting week for the second time this year and third time in the last five years. I, I went to the movies. I had to see 10 Cloverfield Lane for myself. Ah, and? I have very oddly mixed feelings i cannot call it a bad film but my soul weeps that such a thing exists explain they 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 really did take this entirely completely finished movie and just paste it on a new ending like they just like cut the film at towards the end and like did something else and the the thought process was this expertly crafted, like deep, psychologically terrifying mystery thing needs more explosions and guns. <laughs> and wow, wow. I've read up on spoilers for that movie, and if what I read is accurate, then yeah, that's kind of sucky. I, I read the spoilers beforehand, and, and that's exactly what m- made me need to see it because i swear to god i didn't believe them i was just like oh these people are actually fucking with the entire internet there's no way this is really what happens and it is Uh, i'm really sorry to hear that that movie ended in such a disappointing fashion as i read i had to read the spoilers because i needed to know and i was kind of like so it's worse than just the description what it would let on well, I, I mean, the description that I read, which I'm assuming was pretty similar to yours, was, was, I mean, that is exactly what happens, but it has nothing to do with the first, like, so it's about an hour and a half long, the, the first 120 minutes, or uh, hour and 20 minutes. Like, the movie just becomes a different movie at some point. It's a psychological thriller kind of thing turned something else, basically. So, the whole thing, and, and I read the original movie, like, like, spoilers and and you know synopses and everything too so the the original movie was i think everybody knows this like this girl gets in a car accident and she's knocked unconscious and she wakes up in a doomsday bunker and this admittedly creepy guy tells her like you were in a car accident i saved your life and you know the world has ended you're stuck in a bunker bunker. It could be a year. It could be two years. We're not really sure, but you know, it's not looking good. And she's like, well, I need to call my boyfriend. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like we're probably the only people left alive. Like, you know, there's one more guy in this bunker with us. And, and that could be it because, you know, we don't, I don't know if it's chemical or if it was a nuke or whatever, but as far as we know, civilization's over. And the whole thing is she doesn't believe him. She thinks he kidnapped her to do bad things to her or whatever. Well, the the third person kind of says, like, kind of confirms his story. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's hurt. He's injured, of course. And she thinks he did it. But the guy says, no, I I was trying to get in. I hurt myself, like, breaking into the bunker because I, I saw the flash. I saw, like, a city, like vaporized like i know the world ended so it's this weird the guy is totally creepy the guy is like a scary dude because number one i mean the fucking world just ended that's kind of traumatic 
But number two, he is one of these doomed, doomsday preppers who like saw it coming and tried to tell people. And he feels like almost responsible for it. I could have saved more people. So, I mean, he's acting scary. And she thinks, oh, he's mass murdering asshole or something like that. Like he's going to rape me and kill me and eat me or, you know, she's afraid of him. But I mean, if he is right, like if, if she's just wrong, this could just be like a, a guy under a lot of stress acting like an asshole who just saved her from nuclear holocaust. So, okay. So, and that, and you, you would have been more satisfied if they left you kind of not knowing or if her, or one, one outcome or the other became. Well, the original movie was like, you know, like I said, like, what was it? An hour and 20 minutes of that. And then the last 10 minutes you found out the answer. And the answer was like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, like, like a psychological, like, oh, like okay. tense payoff. And, and they just chopped that and they just threw in, like I said, like explosions and action. Hmm, this is kind of boring for 90 <laughs> minutes. Can't we like, I don't know, blow something up? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm not talking about spoilers because I don't want to ruin the movie because any, for anybody because I think it's been out less than a week. Yeah. But yeah. it's more ridiculous than I'm even making it sound. Like, I, it's crazy. It's crazy ridiculous. I'm seriously hoping it's like flying saucers with death rays at the end. That would be awesome. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So 10 Cloverfield Lane. Would you say it's a go see or? Nah? Please don't ever pay money to see this movie. Really? It should not exist. They took an excellent piece of art and they put somebody's big name on it and they chopped up the end for such a, like, like a, such a Hollywood, like, twist. It, it is terrible. Like I said, like, it's an enjoyable film for 80 minutes and, and the ending is just, it is everything wrong with Hollywood. Uh, God, you'll have to tell me about it off air. I need all the spoilers before I go see it. <laughs> okay. So everything wrong with Hollywood, uh, embodied in this film. Oh God. Don't go see it. Okay, so anything else? Anything uh, not so disappointing this week? I, I checked off a, a rather minor check on my uh, my bucket list. Um, I don't I don't know if people are still excited about this, but but I was I uh, I went geocaching for the first time. Oh, how was that? How was that? Weird, because <laughs> uh, the locals uh, and and you probably will know of Ty Park. Yes. T.Y. Park is this very nice, like, county park in, in our area. Uh, huge lake, lots of, like, boating and things that you can do. Excellent Renaissance Fair, uh, October-ish. And, you know, pretty woodsy. I mean, they, they've developed a lot for, like, RV parks and things like that. But there's still a lot of trees you can walk around. And I figured, perfect place for, like, beginner's geocaches. So, I uh, I checked it out online, downloaded the app, went... And I, I guess it's, it's a pretty good place to start because some of them were like just tied up in trees and stuff like that. It was very neat. Like I found my first geocache and I wrote my name in the book and it was, it was pretty, pretty fun time. And then some of them were like, like bring scuba gear in the middle of the lake and dive to the bottom and it, like really super duper complicated. And then I just started looking at some of the other available caches, like, you know, in the world. And some of them are like, make sure you watch out for the boa constrictors in the area. And like, oh, alligators live nearby. Like, yeah, yeah. I had no idea it was such a dangerous hobby. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've dabbled with it. My uh, companion and I have done a little, uh, just a little bit of it. I don't, I, it's interesting. It's interesting. My, the frustration comes in for me when things aren't either clue is bad or somebody moved something, what have you, you know, I, uh, th there's one in TY park and I, I should probably examine what this says about myself. Um, it is in like the extreme, extreme corner of the park, like as, as far away from everything as you can get in probably the creepiest wooded park 
part of the park. And I'm pretty sure it's a dead body. Like I was just oh, like, mm, I'm not, I'm not going to find out. Like, I'm just going to skip this one. Like it was, it was in kind of like peaty, mossy mud. And there was like a wrapped up uh, sweater blanket thing that you, and I was like, no, that's a dead uh, baby. Forget yeah, it. yeah. I'm not going like, <laughs> to, I'm not. I should probably have called the cops and just, you know, look, I, just in case. But uh, I'm indifferent. I like geocaching in principle anyway. I like uh, I like the gamey nature of it, I think. And, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's probably the only, the only trepidation I have about it was with regard to, one, what you're looking for, and two, yeah, like where people are sending you. It is entirely community-based. Which is is insanely dangerous because like people will just send you to fight alligators be- for shits and giggles. Oh <laughs> yeah. well, I trolled you. Lost yeah, exactly. a fucking leg, dude. That's <laughs> exactly. funny, isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I found I think three of them. Like I actually found, and I mean, you know, they're not like treasures or anything, but it was neat. And now, if anyone looks, I'll have my name in the book. So you know, I guess that's permanent ish yeah you're you're part of uh you're part of history living history as it were just check for alligators (laughs) yes yes (laughs) at least it's a fair warning yeah anyway for the uh, audience uh cam reports in that he will not be rejoining us so just brian and i for the rest of the episode and uh before i get into my weekly geekly brian well are you done with yours first of all yeah those those were the highlights okay uh with Cam no longer being with us, I think that we will drop the second segment, Eurogaming, as our European correspondent is uh, not available, which means you and I will speak at length about the value proposition uh, of the PlayStation VR, uh, or lack thereof. So, uh, okay, I'll give you my update first. I was out of town working this past week, which was partially what accounted for us pre-recording. But I took advantage of the fact that I was in Orlando, Florida, where I was able to, of course, visit uh, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and the Magic Kingdom, all part of the Disney World Resort Complex. Kind of couldn't miss it. I was so close. I was up there for work. Like, why not? Kind of probably should have. Spring break, man. Spring break. Oh. Mm. Mm-mm. I sent Rick a former host of this show and a fellow Disney nerd uh, photo at Hollywood studios in front of the star Wars launch bay of like an ocean of park strollers. He's like, you did not go up there during spring break. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, never again. We still extracted a good time, you know, just strategically planned your fast passes, spend a lot of time in Epcot. Uh, We did the behind the seeds tour, which at Epcot, they have this pavilion. That's all that's, the land pavilion and it's all about responsible farming and uh, ecological stewardship, that sort of thing. And you can take a walking tour behind the scenes in their greenhouse where they explain all kinds of stuff about the, uh, the plants being grown there. So that was really awesome. I always wanted to do that and my companion arranged for it and we made that happen. I'm surprised that wasn't completely booked during spring break. (laughs) Actually. Yeah, it was a nice, um, what sort of looking for respite from the crowds. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And let's see, apart from Disney, sort of still on a Disney tip, to use that old hip-hop term. I then took advantage of some sales once again, thanks to former co-host Rick, of the Disney Infinity figures and so on. And I really, I saved a lot of money by spending a lot of money on a whole crap load of those figures. So, Mike. That's how it works. Yes, you have to spend to save. So my collection has grown. I now have a great number of those. And at some point, I'm going to play the game. And I'm looking very much forward to actually trying Disney Infinity. Also picked up a really badass Ryu Amiibo. And have you seen the Yarn Yoshi Amiibos? Brian? Yeah, I have, I have those. I'm a Yoshi fan. so. Oh, you have the little guys? Like the little... No, I've seen oh, them. Oh, you've seen them. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, they have a big giant one now that's like this big and it is a functional amiibo. So, wow. C- Companion saw that and she was like, I w-, she grabbed it and was hugging it. I'm like, we have to get it. So we have it. <laughs> that's it. A whole lot of Disney, a lot of Disney parks and uh, Disney Infinity. 
That's, it is Disney Infinity, right? I'm confusing all the all the toys now. Yeah, I think Disney Infinity is the. Well, I, now I'm seeing this the Lego one, and then there's like this other Marvel one, and I'm just like totally uh, losing losing track. But yeah, okay, I'm not I'm not that out of it yet. And uh, apart from that, I'm kind of gearing up making some travel arrangements because I'm going to the Emerald City Comic Con in uh, Seattle here in a couple nice. of weeks. Yeah, the companion and I are heading up there, so kind of setting some plans in motion for that. And uh, I'm sure I'm missing something really awesome. Oh, playing a little Batman on the on the 360 Batman Arkham Origins, which is a pretty cool game. Finally got some some time for gaming and the important things in life. The 360, huh? I'm sure it's probably on the compatibility list for the Xbox One, but it's my R2 360, and I feel like I should get some more mileage out of it before I retire it permanently. So Before you buy the BB-8 One. Oh, don't say that. If they made that... <laughs> you know they're going to make a Star Wars One, but I'd be all over it, man. Bring back the Kinect. Bring back the Kinect. Oh, that, that's how you bring the Kinect back. You make it like a little interactive BB-8 projector. Oh, man, that's... We just saved Microsoft. <laughs> Anyway, that's it for my update, man. So, uh, with that said, let's talk about peripherals that'll bring back systems. Not that the PlayStation needs any bringing back. It is still the leader, correct? Far and away. Okay. End of what may be a two-horse race soon. Are you you talking VR or system-wise? System-wise. Oh, you don't think Nintendo is going to... Well, there was. Did you see all those rumors this week about them like suspending Wii U production in preparation for NX production? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I see. So the there may actually be a gap where there's no Wii U presence. There may be that. That was kind of debunked. Nintendo said, "No, no, no, not yet." Ah, but that yet is kind of hanging in the air. Something tells me there's plenty of surplus inventory. <laughs> Sitting on retailer uh, shelves and in warehouses to fill the gap before the NX comes out. That is very true. Kind of excited about the NX just because it's a Nintendo product. And the screenshots or the, the leaked photos of the buttonless controller with just like a screen on it have only made me more excited because it's more Nintendo gimmickry, possibly. I I do still get like super excited about the gimmicks, even though they never work out. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, at least there's no like motion controller anymore mandatory motion controller well who knows what that does that you don't see so i'm not so sure that i like for the same reason i'm not a big fan of playing like controller based games on a on a smartphone if a controller is going to be projected onto that controller or onto if if buttons are going to be projected onto that controller i'm not sure how much i'm going to like that if they do it well that could be really cool i love that idea like, not even projected, but just, like, you know, like, zones or whatever that could change for each game. That could be really killer. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, let's see if Nintendo can uh, can pull it out, man. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, the Wii U was not a sales success, but I wouldn't say that it was a... As a system, I mean, it's not like the, it was unusable. It just didn't really get any kind of market penetration. <laughs> He, you might you might know this before I hijacking our topic apparently um not a sales success but they didn't exactly lose money on it I mean they didn't make a hundred billion but I think they were profitable on every unit they shipped or whatever as Nintendo seems to always be so yeah I just think that it didn't so there's six there's failure like losing money and then there's failure to meet projections for your investors I think they probably in the latter category right Mm, sits poorly with me that not being number one is a failure. Like <laughs> not being number one in the world means you're total shit. Like, oh, you're, yeah, you're losing to your competitors, I guess. Right. Uh, you, that, those could be your dollars or something. Yes. Something tells me Nintendo is going to hang around for a little while. They're not, they're not out of it just yet, but uh, yeah. Out of touch, not out of the race. <laughs> right, 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 right. And who knows? They may be uh, getting back in. I I wonder if they're going to do anything in the VR arena. I say by way of segueing to <laughs> tonight's topic. Uh, I think they're going to see how VR offerings for other platforms do before they jump in. Do you agree? I I really think that's a wise thing because I'm kind of excited about VR, but I, I'm not predicting great penetration. Yeah, it, it's. I want it. 
to be a mainstream adopted thing. But I think we're going to be in early days. I don't think these VR solutions are going to be in every household. I think the day will come when VR will be in every household, especially when people realize they can like go into someone's Facebook like crib to use that dated reference or that dated term. And like basically when people can show off in virtual reality, the way they do in real reality, right? Yeah. Come over to come hang out in my Facebook room, which is actually a room and look at all my cool stuff. And I'll be naked (laughs) if I'm reasonably attractive online, you know, there's that too. Yeah. But until you get beyond just gaming applications and I, I, so far, I've seen every indication that they're going to try to do like social interaction through VR, but it's going to be probably halting and not so great at first uh, as they figure out what the winning formula is. I, maybe I just hang out with Ludites, but VR's got a really bad name to live down. Oh, from like all the aborted attempts in the 90s and so on? Yeah. Everybody just thinks the shitty um, 90s like lawnmower man. <laughs> yeah. I mean... The, the the thing that really sucked about Lawnmower Man is those graphics only looked like barely a notch above the Dire Straits video from like 1982. So <laughs> I didn't really understand where where progress was made there, except I guess that you could enter the 3D graphics, right? Yeah, kind of. Were you ex- we were kids back then, or like teenagers or something? Like, were you excited by virtual reality back in the day? I was, but. If you'll forgive the pun, the reality of it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I paid like 30 bucks one night for like five minutes in VR. And I mean, it was it was really bad and it was crazy expensive. And Jesus, I was one of the lucky ones. Like so many people didn't even get to experience it. You know, like. Was that in one of those simulator things or? Uh, yeah, it was one of the put the headphones on, wear the glove in a not, not the treadmill, but like the you know the the, the sensitive things where like when you leaned forward, it would oh, like basically yeah. click the button. Yeah, yeah. Where was that? Uh, it was Dave and Buster's actually. Oh, they actually had like a little VR rig. Okay. And I can't can't really recommend it. Like, do do you think that you'll see? And we'll get to the topic, which is the PlayStation VR breaking news in a bit. But do you see arcades? having a role here as being showcases for this technology early on, like they were back then. Kind of why I think it'll fail because I think that's the only option. But again, they have such a name to live down. Like who the fuck goes to arcades? Who cares about arcades? Like Dave and Buster's is the only arcade most people can name. And that place sucks. (laughs) Well, there again, it sucks for us. It sucks for gamers, but for your average, just like I go to David, I play the games, you know, people, most people don't care. They're, they they want to go there to ride basically what you called last time we went, rides, yeah. which are what the simulators are. Uh, I think for main, mainstream exposure, it could be perfect. You get drunk, you go get on the virtual reality simulator and puke, you know? I don't know. I think that's maybe, uh, that's maybe a Trojan horse for widespread adoption is putting it in venues like movie theaters or arcades for the mainstream. You know, the hardcore gamer. The hardcore gamer is going to be an early adopter, but in a very narrow segment. Like I think the Oculus, I think the Vive or Vive, I think it's Vive. Um, possibly even this PlayStation device are going to be for gamers. Like I don't, you know, I don't think it's the next Wii as it were. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's like crazy and we're off into the VR future tomorrow. But what do you think about that? You might be onto something with uh, movie theaters. Because I think that would be something that if you were walking by, it would be a huge spectacle. Yeah. Like that might be a a real attention getter. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, like you can't really do VR in five minutes. You know, you can't do an experience in a short time. So even going to the movie theater, unless you say they make it reasonable, uh, reasonably priced, unless you say they make it something you can't have at home or whatever, you're, probably in line to get your popcorn to get in your movie to sit down there like who's really going to have time to like have a vr experience while their girlfriend boyfriend whatever gets the popcorn yeah uh yeah movie theater is maybe a bad idea unless it was just like a quick play for a few although they had arcades they had like arcades you could waste a lot of time at when we were kids so but those were like quick experiences i mean how long did it take you to die at pac-man 
Yeah, that's true. You don't want to pop into VR for two minutes. You have a, you make a good point. Maybe the arcade or the, or the, yeah, the, the place dedicated to VR is a better, better way to look at that or a, be, a better possible approach to a venue. You know what we ought to do? We ought to have, remember the folks from the gaming arena that I, that I saw at PAX South? Yeah. Clutch Gaming Arena. Yeah, I'm going to promise this episode and we'll, <laughs> they'll never come back to us. We should have them on in a future episode, of course, to talk about their their venue and what they're planning, but then to get their take on this as sort of proprietors of a gaming space where they think maybe VR will fit in in the future. I'd actually really love to hear because I, I wouldn't have thought that you could attract gamers to a gaming space now. So they might have some interesting insights on attracting gamers to a VR resort or something. See, I'm with you, but, but we're kind of old curmudgeons at this point, right, Ryan? So, like, <laughs> it, it's a harder sell for us to go to the gaming arena, right, and hang out with... It's a harder sell for us to go to, like, local gaming stores at this point, right? Well, I hate to say this, but, I mean, we may be curmudgeonly, but the new market, like, you know, we're old, the young market, th- I mean, they spend 30 seconds playing a game and then they're done, like... That's oh. why they play three games at once. They all play Dota, LOL, and Fan- Final Fantasy IV, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen at the same time. They queue up for one, play another, queue up, play another. Like, they're so helter-skelter. I don't, I don't even know what the word is. There's Maybe the maybe the three-minute VR experience is for them. Like, uh, you'll get the popcorn, I'll do VR, and then we'll go see the movie. Like, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You've you've actually interacted with people online who like they're they've got three games going at the same time. This is yet another topic for us to discuss, but um, MMOs are just like n- not necessarily in a negative way, but they are completely different beast these days. Because I, I'm not kidding, like most of my guild plays Final Fantasy in, until their queue pops. And then they just all tab out and play League of Legends, which is the game they really want to play. But then they get in a queue and have to wait. So I'm going to do something else. <laughs> I, I envy them in a certain way, having that much time or any time, really. But uh, wow. Okay. So into that market, the VR manufacturers and software developers wade, right? So... VR is a whole different, well, not necessarily. Like, if it's a ready player one, limitless smorgasbord, smorgasbord, I can never say that word right, limitless uh, cornucopia of various experiences that you could switch between, maybe it's perfect for people who have that sort of hummingbird attention span, right? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of games they're going to be playing with virtual reality because most of the games that I've seen teased are like like real like like console gaming experiences. Yeah, and I mean when I <clears throat> I've played like games, especially for the uh, the phone based VR unit from Samsung. I played a game that was like a platformer, or well, it was an action game, but. Y- you were kind of like looking into a, a box and, and seeing the gameplay. It was cool because you could like look all around and like see things from a different perspective. That was probably the least off-putting for a traditional gamer like me, though, I will say. Like, I'm pretty good at acclimating myself to things and not getting nauseous, but the fully immersive stuff, like we were like, whoa, that was a little, you know, took a minute to get used to. I, I hear that's terribly common too. I, I got used to it after I just kind of like, you know, I had kind of centered myself and was like, okay, I'm good. I'm in. But uh, I understand a few people come away feeling kind of, mm, and that's with the much higher fidelity response time than was offered in the 90s in the lawnmower man days. The uh, Maybe the virtual boy wasn't entirely red and black's fault. <laughs> yeah, it was just the fact that your mind couldn't accept it, right? I think they have to be careful, though, when they're developing games to not trigger, like, puke responses in people because... It's difficult. I, I guess it's difficult for your eyes to see one thing, but your inner gyroscopes to be like, this isn't happening. No. Right, right. I, I, it's almost impossible on some people, isn't it? Yeah, I think some people are just totally VR intolerant. And I feel sorry for them if this becomes like a big mainstream means of entertainment because it's like they won't be able to appreciate it. Like right now, some people can't deal with 3D, but that's fine. There's always a 2D offering in terms of movies. 
Uh, if the whole point of a VR product is that you're in this virtual setting, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to look at it through a flat panel. Although I suppose you could. Oh yeah, you know what? It's been proven you could. Do you remember the movie with Michael Douglas and Demi Moore where she was falsely accusing him of sexual harassment? Uh, vaguely. Oh, what was it called? In No, Indecent something. I don't know. Basically, Michael Douglas, in trying to prove his innocence or something, he needs to access this hidden file system that he's been locked out of. And uh, so he goes, do you remember, he goes to this, his company is demoing this virtual reality set for some visiting overseas executives. And while they're off having drinks, he sneaks into the suite and puts on the VR goggles, right? I, I can't believe I remember that part of this stupid movie, of all things. Like, it, it's so old that the product that he was, they were trying to pin a failure of a product on him. The product was like a triple speed CD-ROM drive. Like, that's how old this movie was, right? Wow. Yeah, something really stupid. But anyway, while he was in the VR thing, and of course he's doing all the stupid movie VR stuff, where he's like, he's opening file cabinets and he's running down uh, hallways and all this, trying to look for these this incriminating data. He encounters other users who were logged in through regular terminals, and those users appear as just like flat avatars, like moving through the environment. So hmm. I, that was a very long and circuitous way of saying, I guess there will be a way for non-VR people to be represented in the VR space. I suppose they could be watching on their TV, right? And see people in the VR space on their television, but they won't have the VR experience if they're puke prone. Maybe, maybe. Wow. <laughs> what was the point of that? Was I trying to say that pu- pukers can still do VR? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're talking about segmenting the market and some people being left out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, for people that can't make it and they want to join their friends online, maybe they just get like a, you know, a virtual avatar that still appears to their friends, but they only see it on a 2D screen. It's a thought. But that has nothing to do with tonight's topic, (laughs) which is specifically the PlayStation VR, which was... The product wasn't announced, but several bundles were announced, or rather a bundle was announced by several retailers for, I think, $500. You get the VR headset, two of the PlayStation uh, Move wands, uh, the PlayStation camera, and I think some software, some intro or demo software or something. Um, I think I have that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm, I believe so. Okay. So, with that said, did you pre-order yours? Uh, no. No, I haven't. I mean, it's it's going to be all about the software for me, and I'm just not plunking down. I, I kind of regret my PlayStation 4 purchase. Uh, ouch. Dude, I, there's nothing on it. Like, I play my 360 more. <laughs> there's a... Didn't that Division game just come out? Or is that for cross-platform? cross-platform, I believe, but also not my type of game. I mean... Mm. Final Fantasy XIV! Uh, which I play on the PC. Uh, Shadow of Mordor? Yes, but mm, I don't know if that is, like, a system seller. Like, I mean, I liked it, but 360 could have handled that. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of what else is out there. I love the system. Like, I, it's got amazing potential. I'm still playing Resogun more than anything. That was a <laughs> launch title. It's been almost like two and a half years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been a while. What about Last of Us? You play Last of Us? That was that was PlayStation Three. Yeah, but they did a remastered version on this system. Eh. <laughs> I think they're doing a Valkyria Chronicles remastered. That that'll be worth owning. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely be worth owning. But again, that was PlayStation Three, and let's be honest, that could have been PlayStation Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll have achievements now, which means it'll be worth you know it'll be worth playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so you're regretting the PlayStation Four as it is. So this isn't exactly exciting you enough to run out and buy. I have no doubt I'll get it eventually, but. They gotta have they gotta have a game for it. Like they gotta have a game that I want to play for it. Like if if they told me No Man's Sky was VR, I'd reserve it. But it's not. It's just standard, right? I mean, I, right. you could see a VR version perhaps emerging at some point. But it's yeah, 
that game are you excited about that game just speaking of yeah games in that, general? that game looks killer that does look cool that does look cool um yeah so i'm a little torn because like the gadget nerd in me wants it day one so i can have it but i got the latest systems day one i got the wii u day one i got the wii day one i get all this stuff day one and i like it i think i like the gadgetry like acquisition process more than the gadgets themselves because that i i'm a very busy person (laughs) i actually have a lot of stuff going on and my entertainment time is limited so i have to like prioritize what i do and like as awesome i would hate to have a vr goggles just like tossed over in the corner never used and i think that would torture me in a way so what would you do in it what would you do with it right now i would i would look around and I would, I would check Facebook. Things. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, what would I do with it? I, I, I do enjoy my gadgets. Like that BB eight droid that everybody's like looking for new ways to use. Cause they're bored of it. I still play with that stupid thing. Every chance I get, like I'm easily entertained. I just don't have a lot of time to be entertained. Yeah. I don't know. Like what's the software. If I had any idea what I could do with it on day one, there's no games really announced for yet. Are there? Or applications? I, I mean, I think that there is a bundle or something like that, but it, it's it's gimmicky, you know? Like, it's it's basically just showing off what it can do, and I mean, I don't think I would class, classify anything in it as a game. The mech fighting game that I played at PAX, the name of which eludes me right now, was kind of cool. Like, if that comes out day one, that might be worth it. Mech fighting might sell me. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to what that is. Why I have to? I don't. But but that point, I don't remember that being announced as like a launch title. Uh, I'm looking it up right now as we speak. Just right now as we speak, isn't that redundant? Uh, PlayStation VR. I'm using the power of the internet to find the name of this. Oh yeah, Riggs Mechanized Combat League. Is no, that name turns me off. I don't know. <laughs> They're Riggs, bro, with a Z. Oh no, no, I probably wouldn't then. <laughs> They're not, they're not, they're not. I just, it's R-I-G-S. It's not Riggs. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just messing with But that was kind of cool, I will admit. Um, It was fun. It was, it, it reminded me of Virtual On, kind of. I'm not going to say it was like Virtual On, but it had that like cartoony kind of light mech, mech feel to it. That might be worth it. But, see, I'm talking myself into buying this stupid thing. There's the other fact that it's $500, which... I mean, for a VR setup, that's cheap compared to what you're going to spend on a computer-based one. It's also not going to be as powerful, but it's going to be powerful enough. Let's be honest. In the grand scheme of things, $500 for something you're going to use for years is not that bad. Like, I know people were, like, outraged at the the Oculus and everything like that. And I'm not planning on buying an Oculus, but if I'm honest, I mean, come on, man. You're going to spend a lot of time in that true is something i've learned from from mmos it's probably going to save you a lot of time or it's probably going to save you a lot of money not going out to theaters you know <laughs> not-, not going out and getting drunk and spending a hundred dollars on beer or anything like that like people who buy an experience-based system like that probably save money so that's an interesting way to look at it. And I never really considered an MMORPG in, in that light, but it is an experience. You're buying an experience system or an experience. And thinking back, how much did we spend on games and shit when we were playing EverQuest back in the day? Like I didn't really do much else. It, it's funny. I, I, I am a classic gamer and I have this amazing collection of everything like NES, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, um, Super Nintendo, Sega 32X, um, God, Sega CD, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, PlayStation 4. (laughs) I didn't buy like a single PlayStation 2 game. (laughs) Like, I mean, I got some for gifts and things like that. So I have maybe 20, 25 of them, but like, I almost had like everything playable for PlayStation 1. Yeah, I ended up missing that whole that that system's entire life cycle thanks to EverQuest. Like which miss means didn't spend fifty dollars on a bunch of games. 
but in a way it was kind of like I don't know, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. Yeah. You do you do spend less money, don't you? You spend less money, and I think it's kind of healthy because it, it was a taste of, oh, I don't need to own everything that comes out. Y- yeah, it, it was. And I, I'm, I'm at that point now where my game, I don't think my game purchasing habits ever got that crazy again. So I don't know. But yeah, so maybe for some people, this is a great value proposition. So if you look at it that way. So that said, what, what, what would encourage you to, what would actually entice you to buy this? No, just a game. Just give me like that killer app that I need on it, and I'm I'm on board. Like I said, I'll definitely buy it eventually, but not now. I mean, yeah. Jeez, I can't believe I'm saying I can't believe I'm actually not going to be the day one adopter. I, I, I actually can't say I'm not going to be either, but I'm not. I actually had the cart loaded up today, and I'm like, I've got a razor. Why am I doing this? Five hundred bucks. Hmm. I don't know. I so the jury's still out, man. I'll say this too: there, the, I don't reserve anything in the gaming industry anymore. Just buy a day one. It, it, you know what? Buy a day three. Yeah, okay. they'll get them back in. Like maybe you have to go to two or three stores, but you'll be able to find it. And pre-order is such a racket, and so many people are are doing w- wicked things with your money, like like screwing you over and, and not delivering a completed game or just, just literally running off with it now. Like, that practice needs to die. Put it in the <laughs> bank. Put your 50 bucks in the bank. It, it, in a year when the game comes out, you'll have like 70 bucks. You know, treat yourself to lunch that day. <laughs> right, right, right. You like to think Sony wouldn't run away with your money, but you're making a good point. And there's also a, a, a little more detail-oriented reason why I might not want this, why it might might not be right for me. I already own the stupid camera, which I've turned on, like, once when I got the system. So you're doubling um, up, huh? Yeah, I'd have two. I'd end up with two cameras. I'd probably just give one away. You do get the two magic wands. I don't know, and you get the you get the headset, but, uh, and the, whatever the software. Two magic wands, that, that's one controller, isn't it? Like, you need both hands, right? Oh yeah, is that does that count as a single? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it does. So you get one controller. Yeah, so all they're giving you is really a controller, a camera, and the game, and whatever, or and the device, and whatever software that is that comes with it. Right, like a fucking developer disc. Hmm. When you put it that way, man, I don't know. From a value perspective, it's sounding less attractive. Which is a shame, because I'm sure you'll get it eventually, and. They need early adopters. Like, that's super important to new technologies, but I I don't know. It's not there. It's not there for me. I I doubt it's there for you, you know? You're right, yeah. It's my own personal nerd cred tied up in being the first one to have this stuff, I think. Uh, And I need to remember that being a cutting-edge consumer is is in no way equivalent to being a cutting-edge producer or, or creator of things. Right. It's easy to forget that sometimes. So, yeah, deep and philosophical, man. Deep and philosophical. Okay, also put it at a, I'll put it at a forty percent chance of me getting that thing on day one right now, which is down from like ninety this morning. So, we'll see. <laughs> However, I will say that the NX day one, I'm in, just because I'm a Nintendo fanboy. That's got to happen. Unfortunately, the Nintendo consoles were another loss of my my. MMO days or, or whatever, like I didn't buy a 64 or a GameCube or mm. I don't, I don't even know what came between everything, but, uh, the, th- there's something I miss. Like I really miss having like a good Nintendo console just to kill some time with. I don't need a whole lot of story. I don't need, you know, online play or whatever. Like I miss like sitting around two player Mario adventure world, whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. Give me that on uh, virtual reality. They might. They might. Yeah, I don't know. With that, man, I think I think we set our piece. <laughs> I think we set our piece on VR. I God, it's really got its work cut out for it. I, I'm excited about it, but I'm not hopeful for it like at all. Yeah, I'm. I'm usually cautiously to not so cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously ambivalent, <laughs> if that's possible at this point. So. We'll see where it goes. I, I have 40% chance and holding steady. I will let you guys know if I end up reserving it. But uh, 
That's where things stand right now. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. If Ghostbusters 3 or the remake or whatever turns out to be a good movie, I will buy this product. So it all hinges on Ghostbusters. That's a follow up from last week's episode. The world may end if uh, <laughs> that movie turns out uh, to, to not be good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything else about it. Ever since we spoke, spoke, about, it, spoke about it last week, I'm just going to like. I don't even know. I'm going to wait for reviews to come in on that and then go see it. But I am going to go see Superman v. Batman v. Wonder Woman. <sighs> I might see that. I might see that. I really don't like going to the theater because even even when I went to see uh, Cloverfield Lane, I went to like the crazy expensive theater on the corner or whatever. And yeah. it just – it wasn't a very nice experience. Like I just – I don't know. Like too many people and too many – like you're, you're bound to get an asshole in there somewhere, you know? And – I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, that movie, and, and I don't, I don't really think like it looks like a great story, but it looks like a really killer, uh, first step. Like that, the, the, the Justice League stuff is going to be really cool. Yeah. I, that, that's it for me. The fact that it's a precursor to Justice League, like that that's going to be basically their Avengers. That's what excites me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's hoping. Yeah. I'm with you on, the theater experience. We went and saw that movie um, Zootopia and Abby had to ask some people to stop talking at full volume in the theater, having a conversation during the movie. And then there was like mumbling under their breath, like, Oh, we better be quiet. Yeah, you better. I mean, yeah. Movie. Go outside. Fucking people. It's one thing if it's a kid, cause the kid can't really control it. You take the kid outside, but these are grown ass adults. I, Mm, whatever. One more digression won't hurt. I don't think society <laughs> is falling apart, but like the societal contract is really breaking down. Like if you act that way, I get to act however I want and you're about to get punched in the fucking face. Like seriously, there's no other, it almost seems like there's no other recourse. And if you say something like Abby had to say, Oh, well, I'm allowed to say my companion's name. My companion had to say something <laughs> because if I did, then like, you know how it goes. Like, Hey man, you keep it down. Whoa, what are you going to do about it? Like it has, like people escalate things to a fight. Yeah. Like they want to have a fist fight. Like I don't actually want to get in a fight. You're just being really rude in the movie theater. I actually politely to turn it down. If you want to fight, I'm willing to, I mean, you right. throw the first I, punch and I would rather not have it. It shouldn't have to come to blows. You're being rude. You should recognize that fact. But people just, oh, fuck. What really drives me nuts is is the, the the herd mentality is almost gone. As a society, we need to enforce certain rules. Like, dude, this is driving me nuts lately. You know, South Florida is shit for traffic. But people are just fucking blowing through red lights lately. You <laughs> yes. can't do that shit. You're really going to kill some kid on his bike. I know. And that's, well, I don't want to get into, like, South Florida politics but that's why as much as i hate the red light cameras and i think they're a money grab we gotta do something because people are maniacs i i don't understand it like whatever people are nuts man people are nuts it's all it's all, it's all it comes out to <laughs> but anyway soon you'll be able to visit a theater virtually with nobody else in the theater but you and you really kind of shot the case for the virtual reality arcade because that still involves Going to a virtual reality arcade, queuing up, putting up with people, etc. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Xbox 360 tried it, or Xbox Live, I guess, tried it. And I, I was really amazed it didn't take on. I don't see why, what was it called? Like, m live movies with friends or something like that? Like party mode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll log on to Xbox Live. You log on to Xbox Live. We'll put on our headphones and we'll watch the same movie at the same time, and we'll just bullshit about it. Yeah, I love I think that, that service. Was, that was killer. I think once the movie services came on live, came online on Xbox, they had to kill that for the sake of if I if you're not a Netflix subscriber and I am, you can't watch the movie. That kind of crap. But I do like that concept. I like being able to hang out with my friends and watch the same movie at the same time. You that guys work cool. that out. And get the VR to work. So, like, you can actually, like, sit next to them or something like that. Or, you know, like, interact, like, however cheesy, you know. Yeah. And and, and we'll be good. Like, that, that'll sell VR. Yeah. Yeah. And, dude, I'll pay the subscription. That's fine. Just just let me see the movies, you know. 
fuck, you got 20 bucks out of me for a shitty movie that I feel dirty about. I'll pay 20 <laughs> bucks a month for whatever. Can't believe that movie's that bad. That sucks. <laughs> I really, like, I, I really want to find the original movie. Like, I hope it was released somewhere. I hope someone snuck out an original reel. Without the... An original reel. Sneaked out? Snuck? I don't know. Snooked out? Whatever. Without the bad ending? Yeah. I... Ugh, I don't want to pay to see this movie. Maybe I'll wait for it to come to cable. In fact, that's what I'll do. Anyway, with that said, we've come full circle back to 10 Cloverfield Lane. Or 10 Cloverfield Lame. <laughs> uh, and with that, with that circle complete, I guess we're more or less done with this discussion, unless you have anything else you want to add. All good. Okay. To our listeners and viewers, apologies for our technical difficulties early on. Cam being a globetrotter, he is in Europe where the internet is a new thing and uh, they're just kind of working out the kinks. <laughs> no, uh, he had a tablet. He was, you know, in a hotel overseas. All that conspired to uh, not let him participate. So we apologize. And for our sort of halting beginning there, we apologize. But uh, for audio listeners, we should have that worked out in the final cut. Shouldn't be a problem. I think I should remind our listeners and our viewers that they should check us out weekly on iTunes. Give us favorable reviews and maximum stars. If iTunes is your thing, check us out on Stitcher. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circles, and join the Nerd Stravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Meander your way through virtual space over to our website nerdstravaganza.com and as well check out our YouTube channel where you can see all of our exciting video content to include these episodes and all of our special features. We are told that our special features correspondent Chris, he's working on a hot new item. He's getting some final approvals on edits so uh, look forward to some cool content coming out there very soon. And with that said... I think there's only one thing left to say, and Brian, I have nobody else to put on the spot but you. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Monsieur. <laughs> God, I didn't even say that right. Good night, everybody. I want to mention Google Play Music, but Brian, I don't really think that's coming together. I haven't heard yeah, anything about that. Yeah, I don't know that. what happened. They were like, we need content. We're ready to launch. And... <laughs> I have to follow up on that and uh, see if we're on Google Play Music. So do or do not check us out there, depending on whether or not we're there. <laughs>